fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, what's up everybody? It's Monday, January 9th, 2012, episode 102.5 of the Hot Box. My name is Matt Lee. Uh, Ian's not with us tonight, but we got a little something special for you guys this evening. We got a couple of our friends. Uh, one of them you'll have heard of from the Hot Box. He did some writing for us. Uh, used to be, maybe still is a part of the Texas Normal. Our friend Denton Ramsey. Denton, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, Matt? Um, well, it's good to good to finally hear your voice. We've read your writings many times. Uh, they're on our forums. They're on on show notes for episodes we've done. You're you're all over the hot box. Uh, and also oh, we, hey, got, we got we uh, got your yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we got your buddy uh, and co-host, cohort, partner in crime, uh, Professor Blunston. What's up, man? Hey, hey, how are you guys? Hey, oh. hey, Montana. How you guys doing there? From Montana to Texas and back again. This is good. I'm glad we can uh, sit down and, and discuss some truths about cannabis, some can of truths, if you will. I know you uh, you recently started a new podcast. You you guys want to tell us about that? Yes, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, starting actually on a whim, and they're smoking with Professor one night and decided to put all of my cannabis columns, that some of which you've read on your podcast before, on the one site, so we decided to go with Cannabis. And when I decided to put that together, we decided to go through WordPress and put that together just with the columns at first. And from there, it grew into the idea of having a podcast, which we got together. I had for Johnson as a guest at the three of Cannabis, and shortly thereafter, Hey, you're well, you're kind of cutting out, but yeah, Professor Blunston, you're you're coming in loud and clear. Uh, what's your part in this here? Um, well, actually, uh, when we created Reefer Rhetoric, um, I felt like it's time to uh, sweep the rhetoric under the rug and actually put more of the uh, reality of legalizing cannabis, of the use of cannabis, and so forth in the people's faces after all the centuries of receiving uh, rhetoric. Now it's time for some reality. Do you feel, though, I, I almost feel like we've been preaching to the choir for so long that these shows, they're almost custom-tailored to people that all they do when they listen is agree I, no. I almost feel like we no. need to get the opposition involved and foster like debates and say, okay, listen, what is your problem with this plant? What is your problem with the people that use it? I, I don't know. Here, maybe it's more so because I, I we have... That. I see what you're saying completely. I mean, it, it makes sense on both parts. I mean, Professor's shaking his head at me, but I, I mean, I see what you're saying. Well, A lot I'm... of times, this is the same stuff over and over again. So what we need to do people that listen to our podcast become more involved and educate people that don't know. Right. I just, I almost 
feel like it's more so it's more pronounced here because of the whole we have our medical marijuana stuff. It tried to get repealed. People spoke out and said, you're not going to repeal it. Then the government came in and was like, oh, well, we'll we'll not repeal it, but we'll just overregulate the crap out of it. And now, you know, we went from having a bunch of caregivers to having a handful of providers and having to deal with these very draconian rules and regulations that there's no purpose for them. I mean, there was no death and destruction that this needed to come in and save us from. You know, we weren't all in a smoky haze not going to work and everything. They just make up problems and then they come in with their faux solutions. I I just feel like here especially, it's a lot of yeah, we're educating people, but we're educating people that already know. And people are afraid to step outside of their comfort zone and talk to the people that don't know. You see, that's where I, that's where I, that's where I was shaking my head to dinner. That's why I kind of disagree. Because I think daily, each time that you come on, okay, think about it. Initially, when your show first began, okay, um, you were broadcasting what? Once a week? Yeah, we started out twice a week. Now we we tuned it back to once a week just because of scheduling stuff. But yeah, yeah. But it's okay, okay, okay. But still, just in general, things you're doing the scheduling. There are more people now listening to you than before. And each time, here it is. First of all, I'm a new listener. Okay, didn't you know you guys have been on now? How long? How many years? Yeah, over over a year with this show. Hundred and three episodes. Okay. Yeah. You see. You see, so here, I'm a new listener. So therefore, every day, you're getting someone like Denton who's mentioning this to some uh, someone else in the organization, of the normal organization who you say, but you're a member of the organization, you know the things that we're talking about. But yeah, I do, but here, to hear it on the radio and then to tell someone else about it, because I've also told other people, I mean, we're in Texas, man. We're in Texas, and think about it. There are no dispensaries, none of that here. So the fact that you guys are broadcasting the things that you're broadcasting and talking about, okay, and people in Texas are now, the organization here is spreading the word here. So, therefore, you're listeners. You have listeners here in Texas. Right, so, and that, that's that's good for the show itself, but as for the movement as a whole, I feel like even if you've never heard of us, you're still spreading the word of cannabis activism in general. That's what I'm saying is we need to get to these people that have the negative. We need to we need to educate the people that are fighting against this and and bring it to light and say what is your problem? Uh, the people that already are on board with it. I mean, that's cool, and I love having more listeners and interaction, and we, we should have discussions because there is a lot that you know still needs to be done. But I think the key part of it is getting to the people that are the strong opposition and asking them what the hell their problem is. That, that's what okay. I mean by that. That's true, but you know, there's a lot of people, okay, who, uh, like a lot of our relatives, uncles, uh, aunts, and so forth and so on who are older than us that smoke, you know, for whatever reason, they do not have the education about the cannabis that we do. Right. So therefore, by them listening to this show, okay, because by us telling them, you know, because basically they are really, they are coming with rhetoric, okay? Even though they smoke, that was so crazy about a lot of this. This is some bullshit. They smoke, but yet and still when we talk about the legalization of it and how it should be 
brought into you know society as a whole. I mean, just as a just marketed the way other um, vegetables or whatever, however we're going to market it, that's where we're going to market it. Okay, they have a problem with that, and they smoke. And I'm like, what's the point? I love them. Their you closet. Smoke, but the problem is the, the education. Once I start showing them where it helps, uh, particularly in the African American community, hypertension. AKA high blood pressure. Right. When I showed them where it helps that, when I showed them where it helps various things like that, because I would like to actually be the liaison between the African American community and cannabis. Okay, because our community is the most uneducated, you know, uh, people on the planet when it comes to that. I mean, even between the Latinos and the African American community, hey man, look here. It is ridiculous. You, I mean, I have to, when I go through and give out the pamphlets to certain people, you'd be surprised of the questions I'm asked, the looks, and then when some of them know that I went to the college and, you know, to kind of, I, 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 and when I say that, I, it's not like I learned this whole bunch of, I'm just, you know, just this shit, no. I learned the basics and basically, you know, basically I learned what I need to know to educate or to give you just a little bit to make you go look for more. Now, That's what, what I got. I got th- enough to give you a little so you can go now and look for it yourself. Where do you think that comes from, though? What, is it? I feel like it's a lot of people that just, they smoke and they get their, their cannabis and they don't have a problem with it, so they don't feel the need to bring unnecessary attention on themselves. Or are they just closet smokers? Or do they just not care? Or Like, where, where does that come from? Hmm, that's a very good question. Is it just a lazy... Um, uh, I think it comes from the fact of them not knowing why they're actually using cannabis. They're thinking, I mean, you know, the the average person, okay, it's like you ask them, um, okay, well, why do you go and drink a beer? Why do you drink a beer when you get off work? They'll say, well, it makes me feel... Tradition, right? It's it's tradition. My daddy did it, and his daddy did it before him, and his daddy before... Right, but I mean, most of them, versus tradition, most times they say, well, it's going to make me relax, it makes me feel good. Okay, well, what do you mean make it feel good? It just, man, it just relaxed me, man. Ooh, I just be so relaxed when I drink that beer, ooh, wee. Okay, <laughs> versus them not knowing to say, it's helping me relieve my stress. Right. And when because that's what it's doing. It's relaxing their muscles. Okay, that alcohol, it's throwing their equilibrium off, so they're off balance, which means their muscles aren't as tight as they should be. So, therefore, when they sit there and relax, like smoking a nice, heavy, heavy indica, your oh, yeah. ass is going to sit there and relax. If you're watching Sports Center and you eat and watch Sports Center, Sports Center is going to watch you. That's it. And now, speaking of being the the African American liaison between cannabis and the community, Snoop Dogg, I feel like he kind of he was that for a while. But then I feel like he I don't want to say sold out, but he kind of he kind of took it to a different level than where the the activist community wanted it to go. And now I'm seeing but he never that, did. but he never was. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, when you say he, he kind of didn't know he wasn't. He never came out. 
I've never heard him at one time say anything about the medical use of it. No, no, no. Um, yeah, actually show. I mean, you may have heard some stuff, but it's no, 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 no. Not not I, in not in that aspect. But I mean, as far as bringing it to the forefront of public awareness, just by putting it in right. their face, whether or not they wanted it there, which may not have been a positive thing anyway. But I just see that he got arrested in Texas. Did did you guys like? Were you guys hanging out or what? What happened? Border? No, yeah, you know, no. Trying to, he was hanging out with Professor. Yeah, no, he, he was hanging out with when they left, but. No, if he was no, hanging no, out with no. me, that would not have happened. You know what's you know what's funny about it is he was. You think you would look and 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 look at history and say, okay, I'm going to go to this border crossing here. This is the same checkpoint where Willie Nelson was arrested. Would you he maybe just pick got a talking about Willie too and standing up for Willie? I mean, it's 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 crazy. I would have break. picked a different checkpoint. Or so, I mean, why are you even going down there and trying to smuggle or uh, smuggle's a, a, a evil word? But like, what are you doing, Snoop? You should be sitting in I your mean, house, lapping, chilling, and just having having fun. But considering who you are, also considering who you are, you are a cannabis captain, cannabis king. So, uh, since you are a cannabis king, hmm, I would think you have some on you. So, let us look and see. You know, it wasn't like that was Al Sharpton going through the damn checkpoint border, and he had a couple ounces on him. Right. Uh, This is Snoop Dogg, so you're going to expect Snoop Dogg to have some cannabis. So, is it just a quick paycheck for them? They know he's just going to pay and be done with it? They're clearly not doing anything for the greater good by keeping anything off the streets or out of children's hands or anything like that. Like, that's... I don't understand their... It's just their further mo- proof to end this whole prohibition of this plant. But no, it's like Matt just said, it's a paycheck. That's what it, it is, was, right? They know that they can is. search it's, Snoop and they can come up with an easy bust. He's not going to fight it. He's going to be like, oh, here, dog, here's here's 100 grand. Like, I'm out. You know, and that's going to be that. And they just made 100 grand or whatever it is. Wait a minute, but you well, forgot the name. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Like, you forgot really? to mention one thing. Hold up. You forgot to mention one thing. They got to take a, they got to put their arm and take a picture around with Snoop Dogg with a picture and a bag of weed. Oh, and they then, got a picture with Snoop. You know that. Shit. And then they he he signed it. <laughs> that that picture's going to be up on eBay for sale. Yeah. They had him autograph it and everything. All that. You know they did that. So we have the spokesman for U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. He says agents conducted a routine inspection of the rapper's tour bus on uh, the U.S.-Mexico border uh, east of El Paso, and they thought they smelled marijuana. What, I th- hey, hey, Bill, does that... Do you, do you I, I smell that? I would be surprised if they didn't smell it. Wait a minute. They thought they smelled Wait a minute. Well, yeah, but they, they should have smelled it, but they thought they smelled it. Well, we're, we don't smoke, so, you know, we, we think that's what it smells like. Is that what... We better call in an expert. Oh, wait, we're arresting him. Never mind. Like, come on. Is that what they say? They thought they smelled marijuana. Hmm. Yep. Well, his, and then was Snoop Dogg and on the tour bus, and they done rolled a minute, and really not paid. That driver probably wouldn't let them know that, hey, we're going to be crossing the border here. And they, Well, they should have known... They probably still on the bus. Now, the best part about this, he says, when our officers did a further inspection, you know, because we thought we smelled weed, they discovered a small amount of marijuana and turned him over to the cops. Now, 
they didn't find the rest of it, right? Or is Snoop just maybe that was the tail end of his of his trip? I, th- I thought the story actually said they found two ounces, but then later it was just, oh yeah, we're just going to release you, and and all we found was a small amount. I mean, this just goes back to what you said earlier. You know, it's just a paycheck for these guys. Yeah, pretty much. That's it's such it's such frivolous waste it's of hypocrisy of resources. It's really ridiculous. So wait a minute. So you mean they didn't strip his bus down to see if he had pounds on the bus? They just found a couple ounces and they figured, okay, it's his personal city smoking. They didn't. They didn't think he had. He may have pounds. Apparently, I mean, he's a rapper, not a drug smuggler, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, you, you know, we don't, we never know what the fuck. I, mean, I would have been more. I would have been more concerned about the whores and the cocaine that they didn't find, right. rather than the small right. amount of marijuana and the pot smoke they thought they may have smelled. Whores and the cocaine. Wow. But what a waste, <laughs> though, right? Like you have nothing better to be doing. I feel like that every time something like this happens, they make it out to be such a big victory. When nothing changes, you've been having these giant victories for the last hundred years. Nothing has changed. More people smoke no. now than ever. Like, what? Are, you haven't fixed anything. Hey, but you know what? I'd like to let uh, the people of Montana know something uh, that has happened here in Texas. Gallup poll has shown that 70% of Texans approve medical cannabis. Yes, and, but but once again, I mean we're we're still stuck behind this. Uh, uh, Dick, I mean I'm not Dick Perry. Uh, uh, trick, I mean not Trick Perry. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we're still stuck behind Rick Perry here. I mean, but anyway, that is going on here. So I mean, at least you guys are lucky. You guys, you know, you have your dispensaries, even though they're kind of, you know, fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's using that word. Hey, interrupt here real quick. Matt, I got a question for you. This sure. is, we were discussing this in the Gary Johnson forum earlier because he was on for his live town hall meeting. Marijuana and the whole slang terminology behind that word, we were trying to educate people that the correct terminology is cannabis, and people were trying to tell us that marijuana is a type of cannabis. And I'm sitting here going, man, these people, people one are... Person. One person. One now, this person. is like, the... There's, there's people in the, in the chat room, it just shows, though, that are very uneducated. And that's, that's what we're talking about, right? Those are the uneducated masses that need to be listening to this show. They need to be listening to Can of Truths and Cannabis Rhetoric and the normal live show, which we get replayed on, and Cannabis... Like, there's so much information. If you just take a sec, type it into Google... You'll find it. You won't find deaths and horror stories or anything like that. Now type in synthetic marijuana, and that's a whole oh, nother we, story in it. We just were talking about that the other day, too, and all this use of troops and K2 and spice, and the only reason this shit's even happening is because of prohibition. But it's, it's oh. funny to me that they make up a problem, and they say that <laughs> cannabis is destroying lives, and they make it illegal, so now people have to find an alternative, and the alternatives, 100% of the time, are worse than if you would have just let these people be and smoke their marijuana, or their cannabis, or whatever strain (laughs) you guys want. That is funny, because, I mean, basically, this country, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of the people, the government, basically, to me, they're reactive instead of proactive. Simple as that. 
and now they're going to create a problem, and now we're trying to fix the problem. Isn't it the I, whole? You know. It's the whole movie theory where you you make something out to just go so terrible, and then you bring it up to the climax, and then you have your protagonist and your antagonist duel it out, and then the the good guy wins and saves the day. They created but a problem. Case, there's no good guy because he doesn't win. In this case, there's there's no good guy. They can't they can't fix this problem. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're, there is no good guy. They, they can't be the good guy. What do you say? They're in prohibition. They're the good guy. No, mm-hmm. I'm saying okay. that's what they. No? That's what they're portraying on the media for the people to see. They're seeing that. Oh, look at these drug problems. Well, we'll give you medical marijuana, and now we'll. Here's here's your solution right here. And it's like there wasn't a problem there to begin with. You just created that. Like everyone was fine. Okay, but wait a minute. Now, there was another topic that came up. Okay, what's to say? No, there is not. There's nothing to say that marijuana is medical. You're going to smoke cannabis because cannabis makes you feel. It's not like um, someone said it earlier that, that, that okay, marijuana, a, a, a medical cannabis is a certain color. And someone said that earlier. I'm just reiterating what someone said. Not on this show. And no, 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 no. No one said it on that show. Right, so, we're educated here. Saying, that just in general, what's to say that, you know, marijuana is medical? No, it's something that helps you whether you're okay, well, no, or what have you. It helps I can you. answer that. Medical marijuana has to be held to a higher, a higher standard than just regular recreational marijuana. Medical marijuana is specifically tailored to a person's endocannabinoid system, which is different on an individual basis. And if you have seizures, you're going to have a high CBD strain to, to help cope with that. If you have appetite problems, you're going to want a higher percent of, you're, you're going to want more of an indica than a sativa. If you're tired all the time, you're going to want a higher sativa than indica. But because a lot of these people have cancer and they have MS and they have uh, really poor immune systems, we need their cannabis to be pest free. We need it to be uh, chemical free as far as pesticides, stuff like that goes. They need more of a pure product than me or you, let's say. I think that's, we need to have that separation, I think, just for those people. Like, you have people that get medical grade heroin called Oxycontin or Dilaudid because they have a medical problem. And then you have people like you and me who just go buy some heroin if we want. You know, I'm not saying that you do or I do, but that's that's kind of the, the, the difference. You have to have a set of standards and rules for the medical side of it because these people are already starting from a negative level because of their ailment. Does that make sense at all? Kind of? Yeah, I mean... I mean Okay, I mean, it's like if someone that has. When I was in Cali, okay, folks, when I was in Cali, being there, before I even started going to school, I knew growers, okay? And then once I started going to school, I met growers. Right. Growers who have pills, okay? I know some guy, I, I know a grower, they grow in the Sierra Mountain. He does not, he sells a lot of it, outdoor stuff to the dispensaries, but he does not, it, and it's high quality, but he's not go out there and, um, it's not like it's a 27 to 28% THC or anything like that. I mean, it's pretty high quality, okay? And it, let's say, for example, uh, he had eight different strands, okay? And if a patient go into a dispensary, uh, the first thing the bud tender asks is, uh, you know, of course, is your first time here? And the patient say yes. 
then of course the bud tender will ask, um, well, what's you know your ailments? What's wrong? And then the, the, the once do you once do you tell me what's your problem, then I'll know to get you an indica or a sativa. Right, but even further than that, there there's differences. We have a, a lady, her name is Rose, and she runs Cannabinalysis here in Missoula. And what she does is uh, she tests the, the product and tells you the levels of every single uh, atom, basically. like this, she's We're talking like mass spectroscopy here. She has a full-on ex, a lab that she tests this stuff. And I think if, if you had to break it down into into one thing, the difference would be that medical marijuana, it legit medical marijuana should be tested and it should have a label on it. And the, it should say, here's what's in it. Exactly. Here's the THC content. Here's the CBD content. Here's anything else you need to know. I think for uh, what the... Quality of THC, what content of THC would you say medical marijuana um, should have? On the average, because uh, I'm of not course, saying all it, I'm not saying it should have a set content. I think that's for the individual to decide. But what it should have is a label telling you what that content is, so that they okay. can decide. But that yes, it's it's yeah. different person to person because each of our cannabinoid systems are different. Uh, so exactly. what works exactly. for me may not work for you for the same ailment. You know. Exactly. Exactly. But, and an indica. May you know like uh, an indica may lay me out when uh, on you it may not okay exactly yeah again we're talking about people that are educated we can sit here and talk about indicas and sativas and the stuff the different the different strains that we smoke and and, and we're educated on this topic it's 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 very much so obvious and people that aren't I mean. This just goes back to things that we've talked about time and time again, and that's that goes back to the education topic. But what this does is show them that it's more than just, dude, I'm so high right now. There You're is right. a Absolutely. whole, and I agree completely. There's a whole culture there that has cropped up around this whole idea that, as far as homeopathy acupuncture stuff like that evidence has shown that it's pretty much bs aside from the placebo effect now with with cannabis we have actual evidence that shows cancers and tumors and all of these different things actually being helped by this plant and i think that's what people really need to see that it's not just a bunch of people getting high like i've seen it personally firsthand with ms patients and with cancer patients and it's it's not instant, but it's really quick, and it's an, a phenomenal thing to experience to see someone that hasn't eaten food, like real food, in a week, smoke a joint, and all of a sudden be like, let's go to Dairy Queen or something. You know, it's, it's, and that's just it. I mean, Matt, we're talking about just plainly smoking right now, but there's so many other things beyond smoking that people don't know about, whether we're talking about tinctures or whether we're talking about edibles. Right. I mean, there's there's other ways to take the product, so to say, than than just smoking it. And and those are the people yeah, that a lot of those people that smoke. A lot of those people who you who you're mentioning that get sick and so forth and can actually uh, use cannabis to cure themselves. 
they will not come out and tell nobody, man. Most of them got jobs. They will not tell no one. I know someone who worked for banks. He will not tell. He will not come There's out a and difference, say, though. He will not tell. The ones that won't tell are the ones that are mildly ill and feeling help from it and still working. The ones that come out and tell are the ones that are on disability. They don't have jobs. They're dying of cancer. It's the terminally ill patients, I feel, that are the most vocal because they don't have anything to lose. They're like, what are you going to take from me? I'm dying. Like, let me smoke. And I, I, I almost feel bad that the movement, at least here, for a little bit was kind of like ta- using that to our advantage. And I mean, we should, but I almost feel like they were being paraded around at these protests and these gatherings. And it was, I, I don't know, like the people wanted to be there and stuff. It just, it, it was kind of weird to see, you know, just coming from, uh, coming, coming from a place that, I feel like because the government has has mounted so many lies and so much brainwashing and negative propaganda with this that the only way to reverse that in the eyes of some people is to be like, look, this kid is dying. Do you want to take his medicine away? Then shut the okay, fuck well, up. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why are we have we still have four people left? And see, I don't know how many listeners actually know this. Okay, federally. Well, I think there's people. Yes, we mm-hmm. have. I think there's. I think there's four still. There's four still living. I think wasn't there initially? Was there initially? There was, was uh, fifteen. There was initially. 15, there, was initially there was initially somewhere upwards of thirty, but then the NID or the uh, what was that called NIDA? They shut down the program and said the people that are still alive and that are currently getting their medicine from the government, from the federal government. Keep in mind. They can continue to have it. But if you haven't received any product from the government, then you cannot, you can't. Then they close the program right. down. There's only four left. I think there's only four out of the 15. Right. I think 11 of them died. There's only four left, if I'm not mistaken. We've had one of them on oh. the show. He wrote a book called My Medicine. Uh, his name was Irvin Rosenfeld. He's the guy that you probably see do, giving the talks. And his book is phenomenal. He tells all about speaking in front of these judges and these DEA groups and like the the things that the doctors were telling them was like look this is curing this guy he has a crazy rare disease and this is curing him and they're they still refuse to acknowledge the medical benefits of of the plant which is mind-blowing their own doctors were like look DEA he's right (laughs) like let him let him be and they're like no still schedule one see so that's uh Irvin Um, Rosenfeld That guy's a trip. That's kind of, from what I understand, okay, also, but see, all this, this wasn't scheduled there until Nixon. Nixon's punk ass. Harry Anslinger. Well, Anslinger, but Nixon, Anslinger, that's the same fucking, that's the same fucking, uh, uh, same era, group. Okay, yeah. so they all was basically in that together, okay, and th- th- that was, some, that was really a bunch of BS. Nixon. So we're still dealing with that. Nixon burned all of the scientific research we had accumulated up until that point on the positive effects of this. Harry Anslinger was his uh, lapdog who went out and actually did the bus and did the raids and stuff, as, uh, from what I understand. See, so that's, you know... And you know on, what so... it was for? It was all for, look at how awesome I'm doing now. It was all for political agendas and... It, like it's such a shame it's so sad that I feel bad coming from this line of ancestral <laughs> like genes you know it's 
Like really, they, all political games. And didn't they do it today? Well, but if it was if it was for really really for political gain, then then in prohibition because then you know uh, for surely they would. I mean, man, the, the person who really have the balls to really step up, you know, like Mr. Gary Johnson and uh, Mr. Ron Paul here in Texas, we love. I mean. So let's uh let's let's start let's focus on what you guys are doing. You you guys started I mean Denton you you started the whole uh writing pieces and stuff. What what's the general consensus there? You said that a lot of people are for it. Are there any bills going? Are you guys playing the the politics game? Like how are you guys going about it there in Texas? Well, we're we're trying to take it one step at a time here in Texas. I mean again, the can of truce was just started on a whim. By putting together a lot of the old columns that I've written on these issues, and then we decided to start the podcast itself. And from there, we did. Well, we again started Reefer Rhetoric. What we're trying to what we're trying to do here in Texas, especially, is is educate people. I know we've talked about this time and time again earlier in the podcast and before now as well. But people here in Texas, especially, are very uneducated on this topic. And I think, unlike in some places like with you guys in Montana or in California or Oregon or some of these places where there is medical cannabis here in Texas, we don't, they don't know what medical cannabis is at all. I mean, half of them don't even know what the word cannabis is. I mean, it's ridiculous. You talk to smoker friends that I've known for years and say, Hey, let's smoke a bowl of cannabis. And they look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's things where people need to become educated. And that's one of the main reasons we started these podcasts here in Texas. Do you do you feel like you're? It, I I almost it's it's like each state that gets their medical marijuana card, then then they start and they learn and I feel like you know California and Colorado they were some of the earlier states to get it so they're further along in this you know we're we've had it since '06 and you know on down the line do those do the states like Texas and states I feel like that don't have medical do they look at states like us and w- what's the consensus is it oh my god what a bunch of podheads look at their their state is just going down the shitter or are people like oh my god it, they're not yeah, well, they're not um, running around naked streaking and you know they're normal people no you've had ignorant politicians here to make the statement, which I'm sure you've had ignorant politicians, you know, all over America make the statement, we don't want to become another, and they use California. Yeah. They very seldom ever use Montana. I mean, you know, um, I have a friend who works, uh, they do construction, and they're up there in Montana on a regular basis, Um, but they don't really talk about Montana. They talk about California, and they're saying that they don't want to see another Cali. It's now, the numbers, right? The the numbers from what they have there compared to what we have here, it's astronomical. Well, of course, of course. But see, but I usually step up and say, you know, if if you're not a cannabis patient, then you really wouldn't know a dispensary if you pass right by because it'll be fake. Yep. It's not like it, it's broad, it's publicized. You know, there's big pot leaves on the window and people out in the park. None of that. So you pass right by the building. 
and never know at the dispensary. Especially here, because in order to go to a dispensary, and this is different state to state, um, you have to be signed up with that dispensary. I can't just go down to another dispensary to see what they have. I can go there, but if I, ha- if I want to buy something from them, I have to file a change of caregiver, or now they call it the provider, which is very archaic, I feel like. It's like... Some ritual shit. I don't know. I feel like a sacrifice is in order before we smoke this from the provider. You know, it's they treat it so. Ask you this. Yeah. So therefore, if you go from one dispensary to the to the next, that means you can't go back to the first dispensary. I, then I would have to re-sign up with them, and and signing up involves filling out the paperwork, sending it to the DHS. Uh, the the Department of Health and Human Services (DHHS) or whatever, really? and then waiting. And then getting it sent back, hopefully, and then I can go there. So it's pointless to even advertise here because you're. it's not like you can take walk-ins off the street. And people still, like... Hey, pay- dude. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Dude, they're on dope and dog food, okay? They're <laughs> on dope and dog food. Whoever come up with that system, they're on dope and dog food. It is, right? And this is their final solution you know to like a problem that didn't exist in the first place i don't even have my card still and i manage just fine like i don't it's a non-issue to those of us smoke a bowl and chill man tell them smoke a bowl and just quit it just tell them quit it quit it professor blunston said get your head straight quit it it's amazing propaganda it is right it's completely but for what? I feel like the public at large needs to know that there, the if there is any problem, it's a problem they created. The only problem is people getting arrested for it. Why are they getting arrested? Well, because it's illegal. Okay, well, why is it illegal? You can't link that to any kind of destruction, death, anything negative. There is, there is no problem. I, I don't understand... The, having a solution for a non-problem. I, well, I don't get it either, Matt, too. And I mean, one of my recent columns on Canatruce on the blog site talked about the fact that we're living in 2012 and yet a U.S. district judge is still saying that marijuana remains illegal under federal law and in Congress's view it has no medical value. I mean, yeah. seriously? When on... And dog food too. Dope and dog. I like that. I mean, that's that's the name of tonight's episode. Dope and dog food. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, now you know what. Speaking of what's so ludicrous about you know uh, being arrested now, and, and then there's a dispensary in California that I love. This dispensary. It is two blocks from the police station. Nice. I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it a shout out. It, it is the L.A. Patient and Caregivers Group. Okay, and they're located. Uh, at 7213 Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. Holler. Now, they're two blocks from the police station, right on the corner. They've been open since 1996. I was tripping when I, I said, what? And that I had... looked down the street, and there's a police station. And I'm like, 96? And they said, yes. I said, well, wait a minute, I don't have to ask the question. No, I already know what you're going to ask. And the guy shook his head. He said, no, you don't even have to ask me. No, we haven't. Never. Never once. Yeah. So they're on they're on dope and dog food as well because they're 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 busting who they want to bust and it's a bunch of risks. They they pick and they pick and choose and and 
I, I almost want to say that maybe they built that police station there because a dispensary opened up just in case, and then nothing ever happened, and they were like, this is the easiest job we've ever fucking had. Or the police station own it because I have a I have a, <laughs> I have a lawsuit going on with them right now. That that's a that's that dirty unit. There. So <laughs> oh, shit. yeah, so uh, unless the police station may own that dispensary, that that might be why there's never been. That's amazing. Never I, know. I mean, if the CIA can sell crack, I, I, no, anything's possible, right? Exactly. Exactly. Man. So, do you feel like this is going smoothly? I mean, like you said, it's 2012. I, I like to think that we're a little more evolved than what I see happen to, to these people. But then I look at, at, at the politics, and I, that's the problem right there. It's going smooth. It's going smooth as a baby's ass. Check <laughs> it out, man. I, once I, one, okay, look, that is, the century's been going since 96 in California. I created, I founded Blunston University in 2005. If I'm not mistaken, there was only 11 states that was actually allowing medical cannabis. Now there's 17, and the number's rising. So it's going very smooth. What do you you think it takes, what, more than half of the states to have medical before the feds actually? Because Obama said if you are abiding by state law for medical marijuana, the feds will not mess with you. We've had more raids under Obama's administration than anybody. You've got to remember, wait, you say under anybody. Well, first of all, doing anybody, uh, well, yeah, I guess they were open quite then. But let me let you all in on a little secret. Let me tell you what this man's going to do. First of all, he's going to get reelected, okay? And after he gets reelected, in his next term, when he's on his way out, that's when he's going to sign that bill because you got to remember, he is going to piss a lot of people off and the cartel is going to be sick, okay? Because he is going to put a serious, serious dent into their financial uh, uh, abilities. Is that, are so, you for real? You wait, Do you think that'll... Out. Or sign that because you got to remember the states that are now huh. legal. Okay, the pharmaceutical companies in those states are already taking hits. Oh, they're pissed. Exactly, they're the, way the, the pharmaceutical companies are losing profits left and right, and they feel like that. Hey, they feel like that. Uh, the general public is on dope and dog food is what <laughs> they feel like because they're losing profit. Well, they're so like once he once he he once he ends it, man, it do it's going to be on. So that's that's the 2012 apocalypse that or went, that'll that'll happen in in four more years. So I don't that I've never heard that, and I I'm really intrigued by that because I can totally see it happening. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's gonna piss. He's gonna he, peace what, what out, legalize it, and that's going on now. If he legalize, if he go ahead in prohibition now on cannabis, dude, he is going to have a problem. So he's going to wait and let them bring all this other rift that they're bringing to him. He's going to find, 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 find. And in his mind, he's like, okay, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I got something for you. I got something for you, motherfuckers. I got something for you. Because you know, you know that's the black man's word, you motherfuckers. Right. So he's in his mind, president or not, he's got something in his mind. You better watch the boondocks and check out the president when he cusses. I got something for you, motherfuckers. God, okay? I love and that show. He's going to do is he's going to legalize on his way out, and there's nothing no one's going to be able to do, and the person coming in behind him will not be able to change that shit at all. 
Man, I hope you're right. And we're when when this happens, we're gonna bring you back on the show and we're gonna talk about it because you're gonna blow a lot of minds if you just predicted that. Man, I'm telling you what's going. I, I promise you, I, I'm telling you what's going. He can't do it now, man. Just he would have, man. Hey, Pancho Villa would come from the grave to get him if he did that. Okay, he can't do it right now. So he has to wait till he's on his way out. And when he's on his way out. You know, cause, because the cartel, they're already seeing what the fuck is going on. So they're trying to get all their money and all their shit together as much as they can. Because they see it, man. Can you say they see it, man? They, they see, see it. it, man. I can see really. it. Listen, it, what do you think about that theory, Denton? What do you think about Obama I, I, piecing I out... out... For a second there, man. Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree with everything the professor is saying, man. I mean... As far as what we what he's discussing right now, I can tell you this is not a theory that he just threw out there now on a whim. He he and I have discussed this numerous times before. Is it? I, hold on, hold on. Is it what you haven't told us yet? Is that Professor Blunston is actually like Obama's brother or something? <laughs> no, 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 cousin, like cousin. What? Man, I'm. T- it's like when you. Partake in the herb of the field, okay, and you're sitting there and you're vibing and you're listening to your reggae and so forth and so on. Infinite wisdom, infinite intelligence come to me and just it says things and it only some of some of this stuff makes sense. We have another topic we have to talk about uh, on another show in reference to when is your birthday? Before I say that, so when's your birthday? Man, no, we're getting into this. <laughs> I'm December. I hope it's not December because we have we, we're going to talk about that another show. No, things it's... come to me and it only makes sense. That's a, that's inter- that's a handy handy tool to have at your disposal. I'll tell you what. And you know, no, this Obama theory that he's that he's been talking about is is something that he's talked about time and time again. Uh, I've been talking about getting Gary Johnson or Ron Paul or somebody like that in there, and he says, you know, yeah, that'd be great, but here's what's gonna happen. And and he's been saying it for a while, and you know, hey, I agree with you, Matt. If he's right. He's gonna be on both of our podcasts as Jack Sadie. <laughs> I know, hey, man, you right? know what? I don't, and I, I don't mean you know, I, I, you know, and I don't mean to say this. But this is you know, hey, hey man, he's gonna piss a lot of people off. Okay? No, that's and, what and, makes and he's. Gonna, I'm just gonna say it like that. He's gonna piss a lot of people off when he does. That's either, whenever he decides to do that. The, the wateries, all of those are gonna take hits, man, because there's a lot of people that will prefer to smoke a blunt and go to sleep, hit a bong in a joint, go to sleep and wake up and go to work versus drinking that nasty-ass alcohol. Yeah, I hear that. I definitely hear that. And it, it's just, you sound like so, like, he told you, and you're like, he's like, don't tell nobody. <laughs> but, like, you said, <laughs> I, it makes sense, though. Like, they, they're... The cartels, they don't want it. They don't want it legalized. The, the Mexican yeah, cartels, man. they, don't, they on, thanked man. us. They can make more money than we, our government can ever push out any day of the week. They thanked to- us, Denton. Do you remember that story? The, the One of the heads of the Mexican cartel actually made an official press release thanking the U.S. government for its ridiculous no, drug I- laws. He thanked them because it's making them a massive amount of money. Man, they were scared. Do you, do you really? No, 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 no. Hey, man, they was ex- extremely scared last year during that election, okay? If Proposition 19 would have passed, oh, my God, man. <laughs> they would hey, have man. to, they, they go back to selling drugs to their own people. Shit. Exporting hey, it over here. They would, 
there's no need. There is no need. I, you know what? I haven't seen a block of cannabis in I don't know how long. No, nobody I, smokes I that shit. In a minute. Dude, nobody smokes that shit. No, you know, hold you're on. Wrong. You know who smoked? I used to live. I used to live in Texas, and I we smoked that shit when we lived in Texas because we we didn't know anybody, and that's just what we dude, could get. Still here. <laughs> it's Bobby <laughs> Brown. Dude, that Bobby Brown. That the brown baggage, frown. It's still here. Oh man, the brown frown. I haven't seen that shit since I lived in Texas, actually. And that's what. We don't, it's empty, you man. can't when get. I was in Alabama. It was there. It was. Hey, man, it's all over the south. It's in it's California. It's, I mean, it's in Cali. No yeah, it's in San Diego. Right. Really? It's in San Diego. It's down near that San Diego area. It's down there. I didn't know. I was in Northern California, and I did not see none of that nowhere near there. Right. Yeah. Here too. Like you don't see any of that. I couldn't find it if I wanted to, which I don't know why I would. I feel like have. Exactly, exactly. Well, damn, man, that's... Yeah, they're here, and and so they're breaking it. I mean, you know, watch the National Geographic. I mean, watch, it shows you they're breaking that shit, and they're running it through Texas because it's it's still, hey, man, it's still all these places where it is still illegal. What's so crazy is the damn National Forest is right down here in Mississippi, straight down I-10 East. It's crazy. Bananas. They they have to they have to know that that this is coming. It's just it's the coming. question is how many more people are going to be negatively affected by the laws and get put in jail in the meantime. I feel like a lot of lives are destroyed and families are ripped apart every time that happens. And I don't know, man. It's like war, you know. It's it's almost just like war. It sucks. It is war. It's it, it, I mean. It, that's ridiculous, but it will end, and it's going to end shortly. It's going to end very soon, just like a lot of people, you know, didn't believe that they would see this president. Excuse me, they didn't, you know, they did not believe they would see a black man in office. There's a lot of people that don't believe that they will see cannabis, and then, like, I keep telling those people, look here, people, there are dispensaries right now, there are states, just because you're not seeing it in your state, there are people, I mean, hell, it's, it's in other states right now, so... It's coming. It's just a matter of time, but it's coming. Oh, and you know what? One thing we need to do, man, everyone, everyone listening, we really, really, really need to get these all these politicians. And whenever it does become legal, we need to make sure that none of them funky motherfuckers outsource the, the jobs to other countries, even though you have other countries that could probably grow, you know, more than what America could grow. So what? We want to grow our own cannabis. So what? Right Hold here on, and, Professor. And actually, have the American people working on the hemp farms and so forth and so on, and keep the jobs right here in America. Are you saying that our government would let China grow the marijuana for us because they would do it what? cheaper and then import yeah, it? Import of course it. They would. Who? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, because they, they could do it cheaper. But hell, we're not going to allow that. No, that that can it, it cannot be like tobacco, and that's what I think a lot of people up here are afraid of. Is that if full legalization does happen, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be crappy packs of cigarettes, marijuana cigarettes, and it's going to give people cancer. You know, like that's, and you're not going to be able to grow it yourself. Like, who do you know that grows their own damn tobacco? Like, nobody does that shit. You know, you can't. Right, you, that, right, right. Overall, right. 
Is that going to happen? No. No. Denton, no? You don't think so? Man, I think one of these one of these days it's going to happen, yes, but it's one of those things that takes time. I mean, it's very frustrating. I think for those of us... No, 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 no. It's it's not... I'm asking, are they... When it, when it does get legalized, are we going to see it happen like what the tobacco is doing? Are we going to see just big tobacco come in and say, we're going to grow all of this for you, and people won't be able to grow it themselves anymore? There's going to be an attempt. There's going to be an attempt. There's no doubt, man. I there mean, are, look at the pharmaceutical companies and everything else yeah. that happens. There's going to be an attempt to make money. They're already filing patents on certain things. Like we, we're seeing it. We're right. seeing the wheels in yeah. motion for them it, to monopolize this industry once it becomes legal. And I, I, I really believe yeah. that's all part of that's all part of their whole end game of we'll make it this negative thing and then we'll say oh but you can get the clean marijuana the cannabis from Purdue Pharma just like they give you the clean heroin you know it's I, I really I don't want to I don't want to see it turn into that but I've, I that's where it's going but that's basically what it is now in, 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 in Oakland because when you go to uh, any of the dispensaries, the majority of it is all of it is grown indoor, and Oaksterdam have a lot to do with it. I think more of those that pop up too. I mean, are they going to get? Are they going to be the ones that get bought out by the big tobacco and the big pharma? Hell yeah, hell I, yeah! I would think so, wouldn't you? Just think. So basically, um, Richard Lee would be more like a Bill Gates, okay? And here it is. If um, uh, Philip Morris want to come in and buy out uh, Oaksterdam, all they've done, and give this man a hundred billion dollars, a one hundred billion, do you not think he would take that and slide on around? I don't know. Are we talking tax free or what? <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying, and yeah, I'm uh, anybody I'm would. Billion. I mean, shit. They, hell, they offering you ten. They offering you twenty billion. I mean, at that point, I, I would say, I would say, I want it in gold and I want it in, in cash. I don't want none of this. Oh, here's your check every month. I want physical hard substance. Yeah, I, so basically, you would sell. So basically, you would sell. So basically, if, if, if Philip Morris came and offered you twenty billion, you would go ahead and roll your ass on the way from the. You know, no, I would. I would make them right. No, I listen. I would make them stack me up that much money in actual physical property, not not dollar bills, not paper that you say is worth something, <laughs> something that's physical. And then I would say, listen. Then I would say, you know what? It's not as much as I thought it was. Sorry, and I I would just piss them off to no end. Would you take it? <laughs> Would you take it? I mean, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted to with your life at that point, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would take it, man. Would what you, you be? What, 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 what are you asking? What, what, what would I take it? You would be you responsible serious? for selling out a, this plant, this whole movement. I don't. Shit, I told you. I don't I know. Sell out shit. I told you the buildings that all this shit growing in. I'm gonna take you. I'm, I'm gonna take your twenty billion and go set me up on some land and grow me some other shit. That's a good I point. Say, I don't have to say you my shit. Looking at the, the, the future of the plant. That's a good way. point. Whoever does well, that's going to be demonized for the rest of their life, though. I don't know if I could deal with that. 
Oh, well, exactly. life goes on. I know. I mean, that's a lot of money to make you. I will say real quick, Matt, you ask Professor Blunston something and you want you want an answer. He's going to give it to you whether or not you, you like it or not. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. That's that's good. More people need to hear stuff like that for sure. Hey, I mean, we, we've talked time and time again. We might not agree on everything, but, man, he, he'll tell you how it is. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was good talking to you, man. We appreciate being on your show. We love it, man. I mean, you know, we need people like yourself out actually, you know, getting this type of information out. And it's not, like I said earlier, I feel that there's at least one person that you get, that you have listening to your show that tells your show about, that tells a new person about your show. Oh, listen to me, I'm just, <laughs> but no. Um, I think there's at least, you know, one person listen to your show on a regular that tell a new person every day about your show. So you're getting new listeners that actually you're giving very, very, very prevalent information to. And that's, that's good. I mean, we do a lot of joking here and I, but in all seriousness, yeah, we, we do try to, to educate just, just as, as you guys do. I feel like because of how the movement is and the culture, like we can get away with stuff like that. You know, we're not your doctor, but we'll tell you, yeah, if you're having seizures, try this because I know people that it has helped. It may, it may not, but it's worth a try, you know, but we're, but we do joke around a lot, but a lot of it is serious. And yeah, I think it is important that we have shows like this and like can of truths and, and, and reefer rhetoric to that, I mean, these shows are up here forever. I mean, they're on the internet. You can look from one to a hundred and three, and at any time, twenty four seven, and listen to something and be not only entertained, hopefully, but be educated a little bit. I think that is a really powerful thing to to be able to to be a part of. Yeah, one thing, Matt. One thing that we do every time at the end of our show on Reaper Rhetoric, and I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but oh, one thing please. we always do is. Uh, give away reefer rhetoric awards and the first thing we start start with is an anti-cannabis politician we move to a pro-cannabis story a freedom fighter and uh if at all possible we'd like you to give those awards away this week if that has to do with somebody in montana or nationally hey hey you go for it Look, well anti-cannabis <laughs> politician of the week uh, he's not a polit. Does he have to be a politician? Because I'd say the guy that's done the single most most amount of of negative uh, publicity or damage to the movement here in Montana would have to be Jason Crist. And Jason Crist get the douche award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as politicians that are doing good things, I, I'm going to go and and keep it local and say that there's a guy that wants he's running for governor here uh, his name is Rob Vandvender he's on Facebook and he is he's doing a lot of good stuff so I, I I'd go ahead and say that he for for this episode of 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 the hotbox and and your guys's gig that he he'd have to be the guy all right Rob okay, Vandvender okay. hey cool Rob Vandvender that, that that's great Mr. Rob V great how about, how about a good cannabis story of the week that you've heard there in Montana? Is there a good pro cannabis story out there? I've seen a lot of negative shit. Well, yeah, uh, my co-host Ian, his shop got raided a while ago. Uh, right before it got raided, he got the Rent on Time Award. After he got raided, he got an eviction notice. <laughs> He uh, is moving his shop right now uh, to a new location because of his eviction notice. And uh, I-, I would say that 
man, that kid, that kid is tireless in in his pursuit of giving not only safe access to these people here that need it, but really taking the time to like be really well educated and know about the strains he's selling. He doesn't just be like here take this and you know let's hope it works like he knows his patients and he knows what works for them and after the raids after like just having dealt with all that like he's stuck with it and i really gotta give him props for that and making time to come do this show with me once a week like that you don't find that very often you know and he's not making a buttload of money like he's an employee just like anybody else he he probably makes you know around what i do it's he does it because of what it is. And, and I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's that's really hard to find sometimes. So, Ian, you're the man. Props props to Ian. Yeah, props go to Ian. Yeah, we get this. Ian gets the, he gets the Pro Cannabis Award for the week. <laughs> Ian, yeah. <laughs> so, anything else? You guys, uh, y- you want to plug your show again? What When do you guys record? Is it a random? Do you guys have a set schedule or what? We we record every Tuesday morning. Uh, we've got Can of Truce. It's a short little 10-minute or so podcast that's recorded every Tuesday morning. And then we go with Reefer Rhetoric, which is a little bit more formatted, that we do every Tuesday morning around 8.30 Central Time. Excellent. Check us out tomorrow. We should have a new one up. And I got to say, I love the short format shows. Nice, consumable educational like that that's a really good format i think for really quick news bites and little bits of information like you guys do a really good job with that well once again matt thanks for having us on your show we appreciate you guys and all the listeners you know thank you guys uh please check us out at uh reefer rhetoric you know and uh check out can of truth also check us out guys we enjoy the time matt thank you for having us. yeah for sure keep sending those articles in and uh yeah we'll make it happen man all right, people. All Peace. right. We'll catch you guys Shit. later. All right. Well, that was Danton Ramsey and the the good man, Professor Blunston from Texas. Check out their shows, definitely. I'm Matt. This is The Hot Box. A little half episode 102.5 for Monday, January 9th, 2012. Uh, Ian will be back this week sometime. We'll get a show banged out for you guys. And uh, I want to see what Ian has to say. Are you guys just not, like, completely excited to hear what Ian has to say about the whole Obama theory? That is brilliant. I've never heard that before, and he kind of blew my mind a little bit. As he was saying it, I was like, get the fuck out. And then, like, the more he said it, I was like, you know, that's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> so, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, like you said, check out check out their sites, check out our sites, and uh, just blaze one, man. Just calm down, get off the dope and the dog food. And Blaze one, And uh, you guys can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, we got Facebook page. We got Twitter page. If you want to know when the show goes live, those are two great places to stick around and follow us. And you get a message like right, you know, 10 minutes before, five minutes before or whatever. Hey, show's live. What are you doing right now? not doing anything. I was about to smoke this blunt. Well, you know what to do now. Smoke that blunt. Come listen to the hot box. And hey, we're on Stitcher, smart radio. So if you got a web OS, iOS, Android device, any kind of mobile, go to hotboxpodcast.com slash Stitcher. Check us out there. Uh, We might actually make money from you guys listening to us on there. So maybe do that for a while. We'll see what happens. That'd be kind of cool, huh? 
make some some cannabis friendly money. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, peace out. If you like you like we wear wear you need to You know what? I'm I'm wondering what are the uh, rules and regulations for running dispensaries there because you know I went to Amsterdam and I got my certification and all that. You know, did you meet Ed? Uh, Rosenthal was in uh, Ed. As a matter of fact, he was in. He was down in L.A. Ah. because the Proposition 19 was going on, and in turn, uh, versus uh, Ed teaching the class. Um, well, Wright's taught one class, he's going to teach class anyway, but then we had, um, uh, one of the owners from Seven Star Holistic take Ed's place because Ed was down, uh, in, in, uh, uh LA with, uh, with Richard, uh, Richard Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. Richard came back up because when I got to talk to Richard, him and I went to the same high school. We went to Westbury in Houston. No kidding. So that was. Yeah, I was oh, wow. tripping off of that. So we started talking about that, and uh, uh, but yeah, Ed Ed Rosenthal, he was uh, he was uh, at the campaign office because uh, you know uh, Oaksdam had a campaign office down in L.A. for the party well party. Is that's the party party, huh? What what happened? It, it, he when he came up here for a symposium we did, and we had him on a show, and he came out and was like, "I'm going to run for president under the party party." And I don't know, like, if he was for real or if he was just blazed and messing around or what, but he had a lot to say as far as, like, political, this is what needs to happen type of stuff. It was pretty interesting. He's he's an interesting character. That is, yes, at least to say. Um, That whole Oaksterdam thing, man, after after, uh, a friend of mine and I, well, after this guy and I graduated from Oaksterdam and went up to Humboldt, the people in Humboldt do not like the people down in Oaksdam, and I told I want when I got back down to Oaksdam, I, I let them know that those growers up there, man, they did not like Richard, and they did not like that squad down there at all. Now we we can talk we can talk about it on the show, but are those those are the group that is kind of against this whole thing, isn't? Aren't they? They're, they're the ones that think they'll they'll lose money if this becomes legalized, or is that a different group? Yes. Yes, the group in Humboldt feel well. It's not so much as them lose; they're losing the well. Yeah, they will lose money, but it's what they don't want is they don't they they're thinking okay is that they're going to send out surveyors to their property and they don't want the feds and they, these aren't these won't be the feds, but they're thinking that they're going to send people out to their property. It's going to happen. Don't want on their property. They don't want to happen what happened up here where we do a proper registered business and now the feds have a list of everybody's dispensary and they just start going and raiding people. That's what happened to Ian's shop. He got raided and no arrests were made. They just stole money and uh, cannabis and that was it. No arrests, no nothing. And they've done that a few times, quite a few times actually up here. 
under the guise yeah. of you're trafficking dangerous substance and all that, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, but I could see why you wouldn't want to be like, Oh, here's my business. We're open, you know, come on over. And even though well, he kept- they don't want to show, I mean, they don't see up there. It's like they were planning to tax. I mean, it's like, I think every five square feet or some shit, it was uh, like a five by five, every five by five or something of that nature. There was, it was kind of a ridiculous of like every five by five you had to pay like I think it was like forty thousand dollars or something what? like that. What shit? Yeah, they want to come out to the property and mark off your property and mark it off by five by five, and on every five by five, uh, each patch, each 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 uh, basically each um, quarter that is or whatever that is, um, it's like. Forty thousand dollars per five by five square, and you can only have so many. Of you course, know, how many land you can only have X Y Z. I didn't really get into as far as you know the whole argument of, of what was going on because I felt like it was free. Yeah, that's that's taking it above and beyond. I feel like, but yeah. All right, let's uh, we'll start the show and we'll we'll talk about it because that's, that's an interesting discussion. I think it's uh, both sides to the the same group of people that kind of we all want to not worry about getting arrested for smoking this plant but there there's there's different camps and they're all going about it differently and i i really feel like if everyone had one common goal like put the bickering aside put the petty bullshit greed shit aside and let's focus on one thing and put everybody's attention on that one thing i think we would have much a, a much stronger movement than having all of this yeah, but, diversity you know that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. That, it don't... Professor, man. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, man. I mean, this is something we've talked about so many times. If we can just focus on re-legalizing cannabis and forget all the bullshit that goes along with it. Yeah, really I agree. It'll, it'll never happen. There's too many. Too much yeah, greed. Too much, uh, what's it called? Uh, div- division within the, the ranks, so to speak, that... I don't know. Right. Too many people have right. too many personal agendas or business agendas. That's what it is. So. What it is. It's too many personal agendas. You know, there was a there was a a, 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 a member of normal here in Waco. I'm not going to call any names. Okay, he's a great guy, and he he rechanged it. Okay, I mean he re- he actually recanted his statement. Okay, he once once I met him. Um, he recanted his statement because I asked him the same question that he uh, brought out to the media. Basically, he um, needs cannabis. Okay, cannabis basically helped him. It really helps him. Uh, he's, he went through several operations, and in the newspaper, when they did an article on him, the writer asked him about you know the use of cannabis, and he was saying that. You know, it should be legal and so forth and so on. And he doesn't look like the normal, the average cannabis user. So when I read that article, this is before I met the man. When I read the article, I said, you know what? I like to run into him and I'm going to ask him, what does a cannabis user look like? Well, when I finally got to run into him, I asked him that question. And he recanted the statement. That he didn't mean it to come out like that because I don't look like a cannabis user, but... I use cannabis. And from looking at this guy, you would not be able to tell he used cannabis, but he does. So what's the problem? What do you mean? I don't look like, you know, what does a cannabis user look like? That's like saying you you don't look like a water drinker. 
you don't look like an air breather. You know, it's like this is one of those universal things that spans race, creed, color. It it's it's all encompassing, man. I've seen so I've seen grandparents smoke. I've seen parents smoke. I've seen kids smoke. I mean, everybody. Like it's not Why? those Why? people smoking that crack or those people doing the meth in the trailer parks or those people beating their wives with their wife beaters in their forties. Like this is an all-encompassing thing, man. Right, right, right. And then he say, I mean, basically, the, the whole point was. He, his point was he should be able to smoke because of his medical and he doesn't look like a cannabis patient. Well, I should be able to smoke because it's my constitutional right. It's my right. It's my God-given right. Because I'm not hurting anybody. That should be the thing right there. If what I'm doing doesn't affect anybody else in any way that's negative, then who gives a shit? What's it matter? Right. But it helps me. It, it, but it also, whether it's medical... Or, and my whole thing is even people who say, well, they smoke it for, you know, well, recreational. Who gives a they're shit? They're really relieving stress because you, when you go out to go have a drink, what are you doing out? You're going out to have a drink to do what? You're, you're going out to get stress fucked up or to feel better about having sex with the dog you're about to have sex with. I mean, there's like, pick, pick your reason, you know, it's different. <laughs> And smoking pot or in, in ingesting cannabis is a very personal thing for some people. It's like eating LSD, man. It's a very, very individualized thing. No, that... oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not like eating LSD. Now. No, I mean the... No, listen. Not the drugs. LSD is not going to help your body. I mean, it may, just, it may help you. It all depends on, you know, what sort of... Um, <laughs> it may it depends on maybe what sort of mental state you're in when you drop a hit of acid, whether you, you know what Right, you're I'm not to, saying the, the not I'm not saying the drug itself is the same. I'm saying the way people approach it. Like an LSD trip is a very personal, individualized thing, and a lot of people are like that with their marijuana. Okay. The the, okay. the 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 drugs themselves are yeah they're nothing related even though they may be in the same schedule which is stupid. I think I don't even think LSD schedule one. Because they had some medical use for it back in the day. Exactly. But, yeah, that's... No, it was used... No, It's to open your mind. I think, from what I understand, they sprayed... Uh, isn't, what, isn't that what they sprayed over the jungles? After, I mean, would you, that create the Agent Orange or some, something of that nature? I, mean, I'm, I thought that I'm, was I people. Period, but isn't that what they sprayed to calm those people down that was in the jungles? I don't, I don't know if that was... I, th- I thought that was morphine. May I could be wrong. <laughs> okay, well... Okay, well, anyway. Uh, let, let, let's get back to our cannabis where we know we're right. All right. We're right. Let, let's, uh, let, let me start this show and we'll uh, we'll get started here. 